Good evening, Lake Church. How is everyone tonight? It is great to see you all and your beautiful smiles. Also, welcome to those that are online watching with us. It is good to have you with us as well. And we rejoice in the Lord together this evening. I hope everyone is doing well and getting ready for the cold that is about to come up. Uh, Make sure you're ready and warm and set to go for all that. So a couple reminders that we have for tonight. First of all, the angel tree is still out there in the foyer. If you want to go look at that, remember that it does help support the pastors and their families in Pakistan and the Dominican. You can grab your angel card um, and put it in the offering, however you want to do that. And then just specify, if you do it with an envelope, you can specify that it's for the, for the um, you know, for the angel tree, or you can even specify that if you're giving on one of the other ways that you give. So however you want to give for that, just be sure that you specify so that we know that it is designated giving towards that. And I know that that will be a great blessing to those pastors. So uh, we look forward to seeing what what all we can take off of that tree, hallelujah. Then also just a reminder that we are having service on Sunday, the 25th. It'll be a candlelight communion here. So we hope that you do come and that you'll be with us. We're also going to have a special year-end offering. Remember that that goes for missions, maintenance, and margin. So you can give that anytime. You could even give that tonight if you wanted, if you were not able to be here on Sunday. And you can pray over that whenever you'd like to. Um, But uh, it will be a separate offering that will be presented at service during the communion candlelight service on Sunday morning. Also, if you have not yet downloaded the app, it's the Church Center app. Okay, not someone mentioned that the other day. It's not the Lake Church app. Don't go look for that, but the Church Center app, and then look for Lake Church from there. Then go ahead and do that if you have not. It is a great resource for you. That's where you're going to find all of the um, announcements, things like that, that are coming up. So be sure that you get that downloaded if you have not, because you want the bulletin and things like that to be available to you. Um, so it's quite easy to do. Once you find the church center, I was able to even put in the zip code and Lake Church popped right up. And then it's quite easy after that um, just to maneuver with it. So I hope that you can do that if you have not. So guess what it is? It is Christmas time, guys. We're just a few days away, hallelujah, that we get to celebrate uh, the birth of our Lord and Savior. Of course, we do that every day of our life, but this is the special day that we've set apart to put ourselves in remembrance of his goodness and his mercy to us. And so um, as we get ready to give tonight, I want to remind you of the different ways that you can give. Of course, you can give at lake-church.com. Just pick the giving tab there, and you can give that way if you like. You can also do it through the envelopes that are on the seat backs if you like that as well. You can put cash in there. You can put a check in there, or you can just write credit card information on there. Whatever you like to do, whatever works for you that way. Text to give as well. Text to give is so easy. Oh, my goodness. Once it's set up, it is so, so easy. So you can do that if you like as well. And um, I believe that the information for those are also on the seat back should you not have done that yet, but decide that you want to access that resource. And then also, we have the Church Center app that you can give that way. And there is a card in the foyer that will tell you how you can download that information, get that information if you are somebody that might need that help. Um, I had to get my daughter's help the first time I did it. So <laughs> so there's ways that we can help you out with that if you, if you want to give that way as well. All very easy, whatever works for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for technology that is to be used for the kingdom. Amen. So tonight, I do want to remind you that we are in the Christmas season, as we said. 
great time to worship the Lord for his goodness and his mercy and put ourselves in remembrance. As I was thinking today about the Christmas season and Christmas time, I was thinking about God and how he gave his only begotten son to us upon this earth. And, you know, I got to thinking that the birth of Christ changed everything forever, not only in the natural, but all things eternal as well. And so I want you to know that when you give into the kingdom, like when you're giving on that angel tree that is out in the foyer, that you are actually doing that very same thing. You are changing not only the natural, because of course we're, we're able to, to change the lives of those pastors uh, in the Dominican and Pakistan, but you are having an eternal effect that's going to be seen throughout eternity. Can you even believe that? So when we sow into the kingdom of God, it is not something that just, oh yeah, hallelujah, it changes the natural. It also has eternal rewards. And that also means that our money is not subject to the natural things that are going on. Now they're subject to the supernatural. And we know the Lord's math. We can see the feeding of the multitude and all those things. His math is a lot different than ours. And so I'll tell you this, sow into the kingdom because that is where the eternal rewards are. And those are the rewards that matter. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you tonight. We thank you for this opportunity to give. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy and all that you've done for us, Father. Now, as we celebrate your birth, Father, and put ourselves in remembrance of the goodness of the Lord, we just thank you tonight that we go forth as powerful people of God, operating and working in the kingdom that you've called us to be part of, that with the authority that you've bestowed upon us. And we thank you for it, Father. Right now, in Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Well, let's stand. Hallelujah. How many is excited to be here tonight? Glory to God. And let's just begin to go before the Lord. Father, we just want to thank you tonight. We just honor you. We give you glory and honor. Father, thank you so much for being in the midst of what we're going to do tonight. Holy Spirit, we yield to you. We thank you for the greater one that's here in the midst of each and every one of us. Now, Father, we ask for your anointing to show up for your people. We ask, Father God, for the supernatural manifestation of teach to begin to come down and begin to move upon me tonight, Father God. And Father, thank Thank you for clarity in the spirit. Thank you for clarity for your people. Thank you for your kingdom has come and eyes will be open tonight to go deeper and to go further than they've ever gone before. Father, we thank you tonight in faith, believing that you're going to move not only here in this setting, in, in this church, but Father, the setting online, Father, all over the world. And we just ask Holy Spirit, do what you do best and touch your people in Jesus' name, and everyone that's good ground said, amen. amen. Glory to God. Well, I'm excited. You may be seated tonight. Hallelujah. You know, we're talking about the kingdom, and uh, didn't Bob do a great job Sunday? Amen. Hallelujah. And I really felt a stirring to take it a little bit further and put my flair of how I've lived my life, you know, again, give you a little bit of history of me. Uh, I was born again at 12 years old in uh, Millstadt, Illinois, really a little town called Centerville, Illinois. Uh, and I got filled with the Holy Ghost at uh, 12 years old, began to develop that. God began to use me in that area of it. I, I really have developed that that prayer language. I don't know if you, some of you know that sometimes I'll begin to sing in tongues and, and go deeper. So don't be discouraged for where you're at. 
because God will take you in deeper realms as you begin to walk in the journey. So just get around other believers that begin to flow in greater measure and, and let the spirit of God begin to move and flow in that area. So tonight I want to talk a little bit about, you know, again, if you would turn to Hebrews 13, 8. We're talking about the kingdom. We're talking about what God does. We're talking about the language of what he has in store and what, what he does in each and every one of us. You know, again, he created every word. He created every word. So what we've got to learn to do in, in this journey as we become born again and we begin to walk in his light, what we have to learn to do is we've got to learn to come in line with what he wants. Now, these are elements of what can operate and flow in your walk as you begin to go through your journey. But there's some things that we've got to come in line with and begin to take it to a deeper dimension. Now, as I was praying, the Lord spoke to me and said, there's been some blockages in some of your walks so of where you're at. And God wants to remove those blockages so that you can go into a deeper realm and a deeper level and let that anointing begin to flow greater in the midst of your family. Now, remember the kingdom only operates by faith. Amen. Thank you for that. Amen. amen. The kingdom only operates by faith. So this is what we're going to begin to talk about in this realm is, is words serve as containers and they hold death or life. So I want you to get that in your spirit and understand what he wants to do in Hebrews 13, 8. As it says up here, where, where's he at? Oh, it says Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's always the same always the same. And I want to encourage you that some of you need to learn to meditate on that. Whatever season you're walking through, whatever seasons you're, you're, you're entering into, you need to lay on your bed. You need to sit in your easy chair. Just take some time and meditate. He's the same. He's the same. He's the same. He's the same. He never changes. His grace is always sufficient. It's not your, your effort of what you're doing. It's what Jesus did that released the grace in your realm where you're at and brought you into the kingdom. So quit judging yourself. Come on. Quit judging yourself. You're never going to be good enough. It's only because of what Jesus did that brought you where you're at and going to continue to carry in. But you've got to learn to come in line in greater measure and flow. See, this is the unchanged nature. His nature does not change. See, these elements, again, you know, as Bob was talking about Sunday, you know, these are elements that God wants you to begin to flow in. He wants it to flow at work. He wants it to flow in the church. He wants joy to be in your home. Listen, you can have joy even when everybody else or your husband or your wife is not doing what's right. You can still have joy. You know, I've had a lot of joy in my marriage over the season. Even sometimes when I didn't do what was right or maybe when she didn't do what, I kept joy at the forefront. Why? Joy will keep your tank full. Thank you. I appreciate that holy amen. Because sometimes we get too serious about things that we miss because I'm going to know as human beings, we miss the mark many times. Get back in line with the word. Get back in line with what the spirit's speaking. Look what it says. Go over to Malachi chapter three 
and verse six, look what it says up here. It says, for I, Jehovah, change not. Therefore ye, O sons of Jacob, are not consumed. He changes not. Glory to God. He's not judging me because I missed it. He's trying to get grace to you. He's trying to get favor to you. Well, there's areas that we've got to learn. Remember again, the word of the Lord spoke to me was he wants to remove your blockages. He wants to remove the blockages. You know, I've, I've learned a few things in the journey. I've learned that there's sometimes you got to relax and quit trying to figure out why it's not working. And I'm just saying that's age appropriate. Sometimes you got to relax and say, is God good? Has he been faithful? I said, has he been faithful? Has he ever missed it? You know, he's always showed up when it was time, not show up when you thought it needed to be. All right. So again, we've got to learn to begin to operate in that realm and flow in that realm and let the spirit of God begin to move. Look what it says over in James chapter one, verse 17. He says, every, every good gift. How many know he gives good gifts? Every perfect gift. How many know he gave the perfect gift ever? And when we didn't deserve it, all right, he goes on to say, he says, from above, coming down from the father of lights with whom can be no variation, neither shadow that is cast by turning. He is always consistent. He's always the same. See, God brings it to pass and those things that we speak out of our mouth. And this is what I want us to get a hold of as we begin to go deeper in this realm of what's going on. Well, how are we going to get this to operate more in our marriage? How are we going to get this to operate more in our church? How are we going to get that more joy, more prosperity to operate in the realm? Well, again, there's some things that we've got to go in a little bit further and we've got to learn to meditate more on the word instead of meditating on, well, what's the method? What do I got to do? No, you, the method is learning to realize that God's always the same. He wants to reach out with his grace. He wants to pour it out your way. And what you've got to learn to do is begin to meditate on what he's created. Remember this, we're talking about the kingdom of God. This kingdom has come. How many know that it's here? So what we've got to learn to do is we've got to learn to begin to change the way we think, change the way grandma taught us, change the way grandpa taught us, change the way mom said it was supposed to be, change the way, you know, we've got to change in the realm of what God wants to do. And we've got to come in line with the word of God. How many know your wife can't change you, husband? You know, wives, you can't change them. All right, so what you have to do is you've got to learn to meditate on the word of God. You've got to learn to spend some time, get in the image of God. You've got to let God bring to pass those things that you're speaking, and you've got to wait on it. You've got to wait on it. Remember, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Does he always produce fruit? Does, is he still trying to reach out and get people saved? 
There's not been a delay. There's not been a blockage. He's still reaching out. He's waiting, he's drawn, he's stirring, he's, he's got his grace extended out, he's going for it, he's going for it, he's going for it, and we have to come into that realm where he's speaking, we got to come into that realm to let it begin to flow. And this is the area that I want us to begin to see of what God's doing. We talk about this area of this fruit, is literally means utterance, utter, to bring forth fruit, to make cheerful or increase. Now, remember, I talked about you've got to learn to meditate on what God's speaking. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. I I believe so many times, guys, we're focusing on when we miss it. Quit it. His grace is sufficient. See, you've got to learn to meditate. You know, God's not up in heaven sitting there going, how many times is this brother going to miss it? He's not got a big long list going, that turkey just ain't getting it. No. He is always thinking about how he can connect greater, deeper, and come closer than ever before. And I believe that what we have done in the body of Christ is we've missed the mark because we're not meditating on the word. Listen, if you want a better marriage, what are you going to have to do? You got to meditate on the word. Well, how's that going to help? Well, my wife and I, we're one. Yeah, but you don't know what she did. I didn't ask what she did. I didn't ask what he did. I said, you got to meditate on the word. I tell people all the time in the journey along the way, if there's something out of whack in the family or something out of whack in the finances, something out of whack at the, at the workplace, you've got to take the time, pray for your boss. And I'm not talking about God judge that man and, and make him just slam him harder than because he's no good. No, 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 no. You got to let God's grace move. You got to begin to say, God, I stand in the gap for my boss and I ask that you rain down and father remove that burden off of him because he has a lot of other people he has to begin to deal with. And sometimes how many know when you're dealing with people, you can get overwhelmed by what's going on in the realm or where you're walking, where you're talking because you know, whenever you're in the, in the workforce, sometimes you can't be real spiritual. Sometimes you got tasks you got to get done. And how many know you need the favor of God to come in the realm so things will just fall into place so you can get it done and so God can reward you by those that are around you. Are you seeing the thinking of what I want you to begin to see and understand what God's doing? God desires to move on our behalf by the words that line up with what the word has already said. So again, what's the word speaking to you tonight? What are you needing tonight? Got to meditate on it. You want more joy? You're going to have to meditate on it. Lord, Show me what joy looks like. And you know, many times we're going to start out in the flesh and the flesh is going to say, this is the stupidest thing you've ever thought of. What in the world are you doing? But the Bible says joy comes in the morning. That's why I'm a morning person. Uh Uh-oh. Now everybody's going to throw stones because it's like, well, don't bother me. I don't want to get up early in the morning. 
I love mornings. Sometimes I'm like, God, you don't have to get me up at four o'clock. That's a little early. Come on, am I preaching to anybody? I'm just saying that the Spirit of God is moving and we've got to begin to flow with what He wants. Look what He says in Matthew chapter 8 and verse, or chapter 6 and verse 8. Look what He says. But not before. Be not therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask. Come on. Come on. Some of you need to meditate on that. Father, you can make my marriage better. I know you can. I know you can. I know all things are possible. And you got to lay on your bed. You got to be in your easy chair and you got to meditate on it. You, Father, you can make it better. Father, you can make it easier. Father, you can make us, make us one. Father, you can help us. Father, you can help us. Father, you see what I'm saying? You've got to learn to meditate on the word. Quit trying to meditate on what's not working right. You might have to look in the mirror and go, ha! This is going to be good. You're going, this is stupid. Because you've got to begin, begin to get the spirit realm to move down in the natural realm. And that's by seeing what the image of the kingdom is here on this earth. Are you with me? Matthew chapter 12 and verse 37. Look what it says. For by the words thou shalt be justified, and by the words thou shalt be condemned. It's your words. It's your words. Something out of line? What do you do? Go to the word. Speak the word. Speak the word. Speak the word. Speak the word. And I'm going to show you what I've learned to do along the way as we go deeper into this realm. Because I want you to catch this. You know, again, there's something about teaching. But I want you to catch what I've learned in the journey along the way to help you. See, words are powerful force in this spiritual realm. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. Look what he says. But having the same spirit of faith, oh, come on. How many got the same spirit? All right. He goes on and says, according to that which is written, I believe and therefore I did, I did, I speak. We also believe and therefore also we speak. So again, he's Paul's talking about you got to get in line with what I'm telling you. You got to get in line, get in line so that the kingdom can flow through the vessel that's yielded to him and watch it begin to move. There are going to be times you will speak, 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 speak. It's not working. Shut up. I got to speak. You got to speak. But there's times you're going to have to begin to meditate and begin to praise him him and thank God for the favor. Thank God for he's moving because see what we do as human beings is when there's any delay, we think God's not doing anything. And God hears every one of our prayers. Every one of our prayers. Don't ever quit praying for your kids, no matter where they're at. Yes, it would be great to see a supernatural sign, but that's not our job. Our job is to stand in the gap and pray the word and follow the leading and the prompting of the spirit of God so that the kingdom of God can reign down in the realm where they're at. Quit looking for a sign. You got the best sign of all. It's the word of the living God. 
The word of the living God is what your sign is. So you're going to have to change what you do. See, look what it says in Proverbs chapter 18, 20 and verse 21. It says your tongue has power. Oh, it really don't matter. I would say it does matter. I've watched people. We had a lady one time when we was pastoring many years ago, and she always worked nights. And she said, man, I wish I could get off nights so I could come to church. I said, we'll start praying that God will move. It took her two years, and then all of a sudden to turn the table turned. You say, now, wait a minute. Why did God take? I don't know. But things turned, and she got a day job. See, so many times we think God's not moving. How many has ever been through seasons where finances have been just tight-fisted? Okay, what do you do? Keep doing what you're supposed to do. Keep praying, keep believing, and you keep talking to yourself, going, it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. God's a rewarder, God's favor. You just keep doing what God's called you to do. You quit looking. You keep believing. You keep standing. You keep praying. You just begin to say, Lord, I thank you. You're always good. You're always good. You're going you're gonna to bring us through. Because how many has ever had breakthrough before? Come on. I mean, no, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I always, I remember one lady, she, uh, she was uh, raised in a denominational church. And, and uh, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, somebody came up to her and her family and, and wanted to bless her with a brand new car. And she was so worried and didn't want people to judge her because she got a new car. She didn't want anybody to know. And I said, girl, we are rejoicing with you. But see, again, when you have wrong teaching from denominational teaching, it brings blockages in our walk with where we're at. Listen, listen, this is a church that celebrates with you when you come out of something where you've been tested. Isn't that good? I mean, man, listen. We don't want anybody to have to go through hard times. We want them to walk in the blessing and the favor and the supernatural. So there's elements that we've got to learn that we've all walked through it. We've all walked through it. And God's always been faithful. Amen? Look what it says, Proverbs 18, 20 and 21. It says, a man's belly shall be filled with the fruit of his mouth. Well, it never works for me. I know I hear testimonies all the time, but it don't work for me. I know, you know, you've been married a long time, but it don't work for me. You don't understand who I married. You're meditating on the wrong thing. You're meditating on the wrong thing. Well, you know, I'm always going to be lonely. That's just the way it's always been. You know, God just must be teaching me something. No, no. God don't use circumstance like that to teach you. He's got written word that teaches us. Now, that doesn't mean we don't go through seasons where we're, we're challenged, we're stretched. But again, you've got to start meditating on the word. See, I think so many times we miss the mark and we have blockages because we miss what we had in the past instead of meditating on what God can do for the future. 
I mean, when's the last time you were lonely? You said, God, thank you for Lake Church. Thank you for Lake Church. Oh, hallelujah. I don't have to be lonely. I got Lake Church. Glory to God. You're going to be satisfied by the fruit of your lips. Thank you for the friends. Thank you for the faith-believing people that are. Thank you that there's always someone that's encouraging, lifting me up, always connected. Oh, glory to God. Father, thank you for more friends that I get to meet. How many know meeting friends is a choice? Well, I know I've heard some people, they're like, yeah, but I just want to be, you know, that backseat person. No, you don't. No, you don't. Get out of the back seat, move up and get, get in the crowd, get in the mix. Why? Because you know why? There are people that want to love you. People want to get around you. People want to help release their faith where you're at. See, you've got to change the mindset for where you've come and walk in a different realm. Look what it says in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. It says, I call heaven and earth to witness against you. This day, this day, not tomorrow, not going to be today, this day, that I have set before thee life and death, the blessing and the curse, therefore choose life that you may live. How many want to live? Come on, are you with me? It says, and thy seed. So again, you got to see what he wants to do. Do you know he wants your future for the children just as good as you've had it or not even, or even better than where your kids are? So what do you have to do? No matter what season you're walking in, Lord, thank you for life moving in their lives right now. I give you praise. Now, that doesn't keep darkness sometimes coming in the realm where they walk. But you've got to be the one standing in the gap when they're walking through it. Why is it important that you stand strong in your faith? Because they need your faith operating in the realm. Is this a good word? See, you got to see this. Your grandchildren depends on the words on your behalf. Yes, you might not like their environment where they're at, but praise God, you can begin to release life over their environment by faith. That's why you come to church. You get filled back up so you can go put it back out in the field and you come back to church and get filled back up and you go back out in the world and you release it and you keep doing that over and over and over and over and you watch the goodness of God begin to move in the realms as you stand in the gap along this journey. Is this good? Amen? You got to see this. Now, I want, I want to show you some areas, again, when you're praying, and when I'm talking about praying, we'll talk a little bit about this. What I want you to see is when you're praying, praying in tongues, you know, you've got to bring it up, and you've got to allow that fight in you to come alive. Now, see, here's some blockages that we deal with. How many know that some of us, wherever we come from, if it's denominational teaching, that it's like, well, they taught us we've got to be quiet. You know, especially some of you women, you know, well, we just got to be quiet. We can't, 
we can't really say nothing. And see, we deal with those blockages that hinder us sometimes. When the Spirit of God starts speaking to you to do something, what you've got to learn to do is you've got to learn to bring it up and say, no, I'm done with that. I'm done with that. Praise God. How many know in the body of Christ there's no male or female? Come on, glory to God. The Word of God works for whosoever. And I want to tell you something, ladies, when, when those that are married, those that are in relationship, when, when your man needs prayer, they don't need somebody going, oh, God, if it be your will, touch him. They need somebody in the, in the, in the quiet area going, in the name of Jesus, breakthrough, I command you, get off him. Remember, by the satisfaction of what is in your belly. Don't lay down just because it's not working right. Stand up. Begin to speak forth. Amen? See, listen to this. And you've got to realize, time yourself and get longer each time. Get longer. Get longer. Begin to do that. Allow the Spirit of God to prompt you. Do that. Do that. Begin to flow in that area. Let, let me show you an area that I want to. I want to show you what what I want to see begin to happen in greater measure. You know, I, I've, I've told you this before. I felt like God spoke to my wife and I to come over here. You know, during that time, Pastor was dealing with some health issues, and I really felt a fight come on me. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Okay. And the reason why some of us felt a fight come on us, because our faith level was up. Now, some of us, where we've come from other denominational teaching, we're just like, Lord, come on, you got to move on his bath. Help him out. Help him, Lord. Just listen. But again, there's sometimes you got to learn to fight, and you got to learn to fight and get loud, and you got to say, no, not on my watch. You're not going to do this. And what I want to see begin to happen in the body of Christ is I want to see every one of us to go to higher level. Just because we see God move in pastor doesn't mean we quit. We got to raise the standard up so that the kingdom of God can have full reign over his health. Okay, so that means some of you that they're backseat. Let's move it up a notch. Let's take it to a deeper realm. This is not the time to quit just because everything's going good. Because how many understand the devil always lays low when things are looking good and shows up on your doorstep? Amen. So I'm just going to give you some guidelines of what, what I've, I've seen and what I want to just put on the table. You can write these down. When you're praying for a pastor, here's what you need. You need to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to heavenly anoint him with power to demonstrate the kingdom of God in this church. And then this is how I would do it. Oh, Father, I want to thank you today. Glory to God for touching Pastor Greg. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I thank you, Father God. You're faithful. You've been faithful for a thousand generations. And you're not going to miss it this time. Hallelujah. How many know one can send a thousand flight, two can send ten thousand? 
Now, here's what I want you to see. Is there an army of men and women of God in this church? Well, that was half of you. I said, is there an army of men and women in this church? So you're going to have to stir up what's in you and allow the kingdom of God to scratch in you is what I call it, to stir you up so that you just don't go, oh, God, just bless him. Because remember, where we come from, it's how we begin to learn to pray. And I'm telling you that what we need to learn to do is when you start praying, you have to bring up that fight in you. How dare you mess with my pastor? I said, how dare you mess with my pastor? That man's feeding me through the voice of God. How dare you step on my realm where God's given me dominion? Are you with me? You got to get a different mindset, ladies and gentlemen. You got to understand something. The devil plays for keeps and you got to outwit him and you're going to have to ramp it up. You're going to have to realize what type of church you want here. What's the teaching? What's he put on your plate? What's he put on your table? Has it been good? Come on. Has it been good? So again, take the principles that you were taught and begin to anoint it greater, move further and begin to just learn. What I've learned to do is I say, Lord, I want to thank you today that you're moving in Pastor Greg. I thank you that his heart is a hundred percent. Woo! Glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory, joy, unspeakable and full of glory. Hallelujah. And you might have to just pray. Oh, robo shala mandarele poso. Woo! Glory. You ain't doing it on my watch. I said, you got to stir it up. I said, you got to stir it up. I said, you got to stir it up. Is there a fight going on? You got to stir it up. You don't need somebody else stirred up. You got to stir it up. Did God call you here? Did he anoint you to be here? Are you getting the vision of what God wants? Here's, here's another area. Pray and ask the Lord to anoint him with the spirit of excellence to deliver worthy and proven results in the kingdom. Make it hot, Lord. Make it, I mean, don't you pull anything back from that man. Let that anointing move. I sent Pastor uh, a message, T.D. Jake said, he said, when he first started out in the ministry, he said he was so nervous. He said, he, before he got on the pulpit, he said he was like this. When he started in the ministry, he was so, so nervous and, and fearful of preaching. And he said, he finally, he had set it down. He said, Lord, you got to anoint me. He said, man, I finally figured out when the anointing showed up, my shaking quit. Now, let me just give you some wisdom. Your prayer for your church can release an anointing over the pastor, the staff, if you'll be a part of the army of God that God created you to be. 
And, and remember, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me and said, some of you need to lay down the blockages that you were taught from traditional teachings. Get into the realm of the king up and stir it up. And realize, I want you to just meditate on this. Has God been good since you came here? How good? How good? Do you think it deserves a fight for a leader that needs more anointing than he's ever had before? Is this good? See, here's another thing. And that's Daniel uh, 5, 14, if you want to write that down. Here, here's another area. Pray and ask the Lord to grant him deep insight into the scriptures so that he will become intellectual of handling God's word. And there's some words he throws out there. I'm thinking. Right? That's just Pastor Greg. Right? Now, you got to understand something. I grew up in a church that I had a preacher that he always threw big words out there to make himself look important. I'm being honest. He always did that because he wanted to make sure the other people knew he, he knew more. But see, Pastor Greg's not like that. He's just, he's just flowing with his gift. And this is why it's very important when you're praying for your church. This is just one area that I'm, I'm trying to like. He said, we need to also do this. We need to pray that the supernatural will be at work in his life, that the Holy Spirit will readily show forth his power, might, and ministry through him in Jesus' name. Amen. We need to pray no matter where he goes, no matter if he's sleeping in the bed, the anointing of God is so strong on him that his body come in line with the word of God. And, I, and you again, is what you're going to have to learn to do when you're, when you're walking through your journey along the way. When you're getting ready to go to work, you just take spend the time. Oh, Father, I love you this morning. Thank you so much. I want to praise you. Oh, by the way, Lord, I just want to remind you that Pastor, you know, is healed of the Lord, working 100% heart rate, is doing fine. I thank you so much. He's got a fight like no other pastor I know. Now, see, again, you got to put it on. You got to do something. Amen. Let's go a little bit further. Here's a principle of go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. Principle of confessing a spiritual principle. It is foolish to the natural man. Look what it says. Now, the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot know them because they are spiritually discerned. So what you're doing when your body's saying, this is really silly. You want me to thank God for what God's doing in the man when I don't know if God's really doing anything? I don't even know if God's really moving through my life as I'm praying. I want to tell you something. When you first start praying for anybody, the first thought that's going to come to you is your prayers aren't effective. It ain't going to do no good. And you know what I've learned to do? Now, this is me. You can learn from it too. When I hear that voice, you know what I do? I go, oh, glory. Why do I get excited when I hear the voice of the devil? The devil only comes to those that are walking in the light. 
He's not going and speaking to the one in the bar. He's already got them. He's going after those that are born again, going after those that are trying to strive and walk in the light. He's always going to be present to speak to those because he's trying to lure you off of the word and quit trying. He's going to try to get you to quit praying. And I've learned from Lester Summerall, you know what he said one time? The, the, a devil came into his room and, and moved his bed around and, and started making a bunch of rackets. He woke up and he said, oh, it's you. Now, if we were taught traditional church, you know what we'd do? I'm leaving. I'm out of here. You saw the devil? Who cares? It's a devil. You have the greater one, don't you? I said, don't you? If you don't know how to use it, I would run too. I would run real quick. I remember one time in, in church service, we, we, we did a confession over our giving. You know, as we give to God, we, we're believing God for jobs and better jobs and benefits and favorable settlements, interest and income, checks in the mail. And I remember a young man that was probably about 19, he's probably 18, 19 years old, came into service that day, big old burly guy. And, and he was getting ready to inherit millions of dollars from some family member. We're making that confession. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, he's like, that's not God. That's the devil. And everybody in the church was like, what was that? And I, I, it's like, Lord, what do you want me to do? Cast that thing out? Lord said, no, maintain control. And the usher ushered him out. Do you know that big old boy went outside and they said they've never seen anything like it ever before. He slithered back to his vehicle, got in it. We never saw him again. Slithered like a snake. Do you know what happened the next service? Church was packed. You know what the question was? Pastor, if you'd have cast that devil out, would it got on me? Because remember, if you come from traditional teaching and a devil shows up and you're not equipped, what are you going to do? I don't think I'm coming back to this church. I'm leaving that church. I'm going to find me another church. No, if the devil shows up, big deal. He's just there to hinder and stop the work of God. Use your authority. Is this a good word? See, you've got to learn to begin to operate in that realm and see what God wants to do. You've got to see this. It goes on. Look what he says. He says, when you're praying for your pastor, he says, pray and ask that the Lord grant him deep insight, deep insight into the scriptures so that he will become so intelligent in handling God's word. You know, if he handles it real good, guess what you will do? You can handle it even better. You know why? Because you got the greater one. Here's another thing you could do. Now, we're just talking about the church. You know, I haven't got even in the other areas or realms that we could talk about. Here's another area we could do. It says, listen here. Pray and ask God for protection and security upon him as he travels and goes about the kingdom business all over the world in Jesus' name. Father, I don't care what's going on, but he will live and not die. Thank you for that holy murmur. Yes. 
I'm telling you, there's a fight. I said, I'm telling you, there's a fight. And you've got to realize, don't wait until the fight comes. Start fighting now by faith and stir it up and begin to speak those things and allow those things. Carry them home. When you guys go to bread, bed, you know, reach out to someone and say, hey, don't forget, we need to pray. Hedge of protection. Man, that God's grace is on him. Oh, he's going to sleep like a baby. He's going to be refreshed. And I'll tell you what, fear will have no tormenting him as long as I'm on my watch. But what's happened is when we have religious teaching, some of us are asleep on our watch. Because you know why? We think it's the pastor's job to deal with that stuff. No, we've been taught better. I say we've been taught better. So we've got to step it up. Look, look another area of what we get to do. It says we need to begin to pray that God's protection and security be upon his family, his wife, his children in Jesus name. Do you know, I remember times back when I pastored and I remember people would come and I remember one young man came and he had a family and he was dumping his trash in the trash dumpster because we gave him permission and, and I would go into service and uh, every day and I had a list of all the people in the church and here's what I would do. I'd, when I'd begin to pray, I said, now, Father, as I sit down here, I want to thank you that you're faithful. I want to thank you that you love me. I want to thank you that you use me. I want to thank you that, Father God, as I stand as a watchman on the wall, I thank you, Father God. And I would begin to call them before the Lord. Here's what I would do. If I was in, in, in that area and Pastor Karen and Greg was in my church, I'd say, Father, I want to thank you for Pastor Greg and Pastor Karen. I want to pray pray for Josh. I want to pray for John and, jo- and, and Josiah and and, and uh, you know, and I would begin to go on and, and what was the last one? Jaden. And I'd say, Father, I want to thank you for the hedge of protection. I want to thank you that any, anything that the devil tries to throw will be aborted in the name of Jesus. And here's how I do that. I said, Lord, now every, every baby that was aborted in the name of Jesus, time for payback in the name of Jesus. Remember, I'm fighting, right? I'm not playing games, right? I'm a watchman on the wall, right? So you're not going to begin to deter them away from the will of God. You're going to begin to put a desire in their hearts that they're going to serve, serve you all the days of their life. And I'm brosele, bombroso, mambrata, caradimba, labandombra. I begin to pray in the spirit. I'd follow the prompting of the Lord. Now, another thing I would do, I have music playing and I'd say, Oh God, I just want to worship you. I love you. I praise you. I give you honor and glory because there's just something about when you're praying the word and you're speaking in tongues and you're worshiping him, it's almost like the supernatural power and anointing of God begins to come in the realm and visits you as you're praying. Now, remember what I'm talking about? Some of this is being taught, but some of this I'm talking about has to be caught. In other words, you know what that means? When you experience it, I remember Pastor Benny Hinn said, the reason why many people don't pray is because they never had an encounter of God in their prayer time. I remember times when I would pray. I kid you not, I would miss a few days and I'd run into my prayer time at the church and I'd say, oh God, I'm so sorry. I missed you. You say, what do you mean? There's just something different about having intimate 
bedroom experience with the presence of God. Something different about it. Now, remember, there's degrees. See, again, I'm teaching, but yet some of this has to be caught. Some of this has to be caught. Okay? And what I'm telling you is, this is why we need to see more of God's move in greater measure. I mean, wouldn't it be awesome for everyone in this church to open our eyes up and say, man, Pastor Jeff, you're so right. We need to wake up. We need to get about doing what God's called me to do. It's time I get rid of this religious teaching, and it's time God use me from this day forward. Amen? See, it's a deeper dimension. Let's go, go, go on here. It said, here's another thing we can do. Pray and ask the Lord to bless every, everything of his efforts in the kingdom and crown them with success so that his joy may be full. Oh, Lord, thank you today for Pastor Greg and Karen's joy so full. Hallelujah. Come on, is there a witness in the house? Say, I'm praying that you wake up. I'm praying your eyes be open. I'm praying that you get off of the sideline of just passing out water and you get on the court and you say, it's time for me. It's time now. I'm going to get up. I'm tired of what I've been walking through. I'm going to be the watchman on the wall and I'm going to help my church go to a new level in Jesus name. And when you get this mindset of what's going on, I'm telling you, it begins to change everything and how you're doing. Because remember, again, I want you to see this. Because of our confessions of faith and believe in the word, listen, confession does this. Says as it's supposed to be. I used to pray this. Father, I thank you for the greatest move of God I've ever seen with my neck and eye that the news media and radio spread it from all over this place. I think that'd be good for our pastors. I think that'd be good for the pastor's wife. I think that'd be good for our kids. I think that'd be good for our grandkids. I think that'd be good for our moms and dads. I think that'd be good for grandmas and grandpas. And, and what I want to tell you, again, as we get close to, you know, coming close to what we need to do, you know, don't quit just because you're not seeing something happen right now. If anything... Stir it up. You know, one thing I found out on the journey along the way, ladies and gentlemen, is if you will be that one to stand in the gap, your marriage will be better. Your finances will be better. Your peace will be better. Your joy will be better. Because no matter where you're at, you're going to walk through something you're not going to like. But you know one thing you can always count on? The church of the Lord Jesus Christ will always be there for you. How many are thankful for the Lord Jesus Christ being in the church for you? Even when you didn't think it was working. Even when you think they didn't care. Even when you thought it was a bunch of religious fanatics. 
even when you was taught that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not for today. It is for today. You need to get rid of that blockage. And it's so sad today in denominational teaching that they avoid the truth. I've had the privilege of, of talking to several denominational pe- people. And I remember one denominational person that, that I'd went out and did a job and, and he was, uh, it doesn't matter what, what denomination he was, but he said, you know, it's a funny thing. I said, what's going on, brother? He said, I was so excited one day we were going to this denominational church. I was so hungry for greater things of God. And we were getting ready to teach in Corinthians about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I mean, that Sunday we showed up and they skipped that book. I don't understand why they skipped that book. Because they were taught different that it wasn't for today. And you know what we do? We embrace it and we brought it truth into our homes. And therefore, the devil took ground that was never supposed to be taken. Okay? And how many know it's time that you, maybe you haven't prayed in tongues in a while. Maybe you haven't dedicated. Listen, I'll tell you something. There's something supernatural when a husband and wife get together and begin to ramana. Oh, glory to God. I mean, there's something powerful that begins to happen. And there's something powerful when brothers and sisters get together and begin to pray. Why? You are doing something supernatural that your mind goes, this is stupid. This is not doing nothing. It's not working for me. I don't understand it. But listen, didn't we just read that these things are not naturally discerned it's spiritually discerned so you got to do something by faith amen you got to stir it up you got to do it differently along the way again let's go over to uh, if you would please to uh mark eleven twenty three. Mark eleven twenty three. He says, Verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou taken up and cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that what he saith shall come to pass, he shall have it in his church. Man, just I want you to just picture this. Can you imagine, you know, pastors getting ready to do a new teaching coming up? What would happen if the glory of God fell on that man as soon as he stepped up there to begin to teach the word? You'd have to make a choice, wouldn't you? Do I want it? Or do I want to back away from it because I've never been taught that? Well, you know what I'm going to do? Get me ready, Lord. I want to go deeper. Because I believe firmly. And I can't scripturally back it. But I remember uh, Jesse DePlantis said, you know, there are going to be some of us still going to have to be taught. I don't want to be taught when I get there. I want to learn down here. Amen. I want to yield down here. I want to be used down here, guys. I want to be used greater. And I think the first thing that we've got to learn to do is we've got to learn to begin to stand in the gap for our pastor. Listen to this. Here's another thing. We need to pray and ask the Lord to help him to be able to teach God's people and bring them into maturity and unto perfection in every way he possibly can. 
You know what our cry should be? God, please help me become mature in your kingdom. Oh, God, please anoint that man. Please anoint that woman. Help me so I can go deeper. And here's what I want you, to say, want you to see. You might have to spend time just praying. Father, I want to thank you so much for what I've learned so far. Hallelujah, glory to God. You know, I, I'm a firm believer of praising him and thanking him for what he's already done. If you've grown, if you've learned principles in this church, then you know what you need to do in your quiet time? You need to praise God for what he's already done in your walk. And you need to praise God for there's more to come. And you need to praise God. There's more supernatural that's on the way that's moving now. And it's going to flow through the heart of the man of God, Greg and Pastor Karen Heard at Lake Church. How many agree that? Okay. So what I'm asking you to do is let the kingdom of God reign in your life, through your life, to overflow into his life. Are you catching this? Now, remember I said there are going to be some things that's going to be taught, but there's some things when you catch it. I love Brother Hagin so much. I man, I remember times I could listen to every story he had. Because them stories, I'd go, oh, man, that's me. I like stories. I like stories. I want to experience what God has for me here at Lake Church to the fullness of that will be allowed to flow in the pulpit and in the teaching of what God wants. How many want to do that? How many want to let the kingdom of God flow? Okay. Let the kingdom of God move greater. Go over to Hebrews chapter 4, 14. And we'll come close to closing. It says, having in a great high priest who had passed through the heavens, Jesus Christ, son of God, let us hold fast our confession. How many want to see a move of God greater in this church? What about the rest of you? What have you been praying? You know, I'm not here to get on you. I'm not the pastor. But we need to quit praying for ourselves. We need to start crying out and praying for our leaders. Because you know what I found out in the journey? When the leaders experience more of God we as the people experience more of what God wants. Another thing I found out, people that have been married for a long period of time, there's some grace in their life that can help others to stay married a long time. Did you know that? You know, my wife and I would be celebrating February 40 years. She's had to put up with me all those years. I don't either. It's God's grace. But let me tell you a secret. I remember older couples would stand up in the church, in the traditional churches, and they'd say, we've been married 65 years. And you know what I would do? Oh, God, help me. Help me. I want 65 years and more. What am I talking about? You have to have somebody that's walking in the realm so you can have hope and faith that you can walk in the realm. Now, I'm not here to condemn anybody that's been through a divorce. I'm saying is, you're going to have to renew your mind 
And you're going to have to stop saying, yeah, but I'll always be alone. No. See, again, is that's what the natural says. What's the supernatural say? God said if he does it for one, he can do it for another. Are you hearing this revelation of what God wants? See, you got to see this. You got to understand this. You got to begin to walk in that realm. I want, I want to just touch base right here on one more thing because I believe many of us need to walk in this realm here. Talking about peace. Listen, listen to this peace. Peace is a product of the Holy Spirit actions. Peace. You know what I found out in the journey? When I'm out of peace, here, here's what's happening. Here's what's happened. Peace is a lack, a lack of peace is a result of wrong actions, attitudes, and worry. When such is present, faith is absent. God's not in worry. God's not in attitude. God's not in wrong actions. God's in when you repent and say, God, your word says, I found out the more word in the church, the more peace in the church. I remember one time we were seeking a church to be a part of the church in, uh, you know, it was Pastor David's church. And I, I remember this vividly, you know, we went and visited and, and my wife actually came out of the restroom and we got in the car and she said, this is a church we need to be a part of. And I thought, well, what in the world? You come out of the restroom and this is a place we've got to be a part of? Why, why do you say that? She said, I met the pastor in the, in the bathroom. She was talking to another brother or another sister. I'm sorry. <laughs> she was talking to another sister. She was going through a challenge. And the first words out of that pastor's wife said, well, you know what? We've sold a lot of word in that person's life. We're going to believe God that the word's going to begin to come to pass in her life. And my wife said, that's the type of church I need to be a part of. Because see, the word's what changes the atmosphere so that peace can reign. Okay? And here's what I want you to get a hold of and understand is, you know, in peace is a product of the Holy Spirit in Galatians 5.22. Look what Psalms 91, it's not in the overhead here, so you just might write it down. It says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Why I'm telling you this is the more you learn to pray and praise God for God moving in Pastor Greg and Pastor Karen, the more peace you'll have. I said, the more peace you'll have. Okay? Don't focus on what's going on. Focus on, I'm committed, God. I'm committed to the church because you called me to this church. I'm committed to this church because you called me to that leader. I'm committed to this church, you know, and I'm submitted to the word that comes out of that man's mouth. And I'm going to do everything I can in the supernatural and the natural to help aid the power of God and the presence of God to begin to flow. Now, remember, I said a while back, I came over here with a fight inside of me. And the fight was to eradicate sickness and disease and get it off of him. That was my fight. That was my fight. And my, my 
area of ministry is I want to raise the torch up and I want some of you to rise up and begin to carry the torch and begin to rise up in your walk and say, you know what? I never realized that I have a fight too. And I need to get about what I'm supposed to do because I've got to carry on that fight too. So our leaders can walk in greater, uh, greater anointing. How many understand that the enemy is trying to do everything he can to attack the leaders? What's your job? Stop it. Stop them on your watch. Stop them. You say, how do I going to stop them? By you activating the kingdom and you activating the language of the kingdom and begin to flow in that realm and begin to speak more of what God wants over it. How dare we as the body in this church let the enemy start to attack the leaders of this church? How many agree with me? So what I want you to do is I want you to get rid of the blockages that's held you back. And I want you to begin to ask the Lord to begin to speak to you and say, Lord, I'm sorry. I repent right now. I want to get back. I need to fight more than I've ever fight before. Because you know what? Because let me, let me tell you something. The devil always attacks the leader so that the body can't have the greatest effect in their walk. Did you know that? Because what happens to churches when the leaders are attacked? Sheep scatter. Hope is dispersed. Okay? Let's don't let it happen on our watch. I said, let's don't let it happen on our watch. Let's get together and say, today I make a commitment. Today I make a commitment, Lord. I'm going to fight like I never fought before because I want to see in, in 2023 the greatest move of God in Manford, Oklahoma that I've ever seen ever happen. Because how many believe there's going to be other people that's going to come into this church and they're going to need the same teaching you need because they're going to come out of the same situation where you come out of and they're going to need how to fight. They're going to need how to pray. They're going to need how to blend into the church. And that's why it's very important. You know, every time you come to this body of believers, let the kingdom of God reign through your heart with love and reach out. Listen, listen, if it's hard for you, it's because your flesh wants to stay where it's at, but the spirit is always wanting to touch you to go deeper. Amen? Glory to God. Let's stand. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This is what I really sense. And, and you know, as the ministers come up here uh, again and, and begin to pray, I just really felt like if there's people in here, I know I, I sense at least six people have had some type of blockage in areas that they need to go deeper. And I just really, fin- really sense that in the spirit of God. And I, w- I want them, the, the body of Christ to begin to pray, the leaders, as they come up here. If you have had some type of blockage, maybe in your prayer language, maybe in maybe even going deeper you felt like you want to go deeper but it just doesn't happen it just is like there's always some type of barrier that's holding you back i want you to come uh, there are there are ministers up here that will pray with you because it's time that the body of christ become one and activate what god wants to do in each of and maybe you're here today and maybe you're standing in the gap for somebody that's got some blockages you know what there's nothing wrong with you coming up here and say 
Would you get in agreement with me? I've got a friend. I've got maybe my husband. I've got me, you know, maybe my wife, maybe my, my kid or my grand, maybe there's a blockage happening and you need somebody to get in agreement. I'm giving a call. In the name of Jesus. Maybe you're here. Maybe you're online and and you're not born again. Listen, this is the greatest time ever to be born again and be a part of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Maybe you're here and maybe you need to rededicate your life. Don't wait to leave. Come and recommit your walk to Christ. This is the greatest, greatest time ever. And maybe you're here today and you're not filled with the Holy Ghost. Maybe you've never activated your prayer language. Let me tell you something. There is nothing like it ever. It's a free gift. And you can have it before you leave here. You can have it if you're online out there. It is yours for the receiving. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come on, let's give him praise. Father, thank you so much. Thank you so much for waking us up. Thank you so much for moving in our hearts. Thank you so much for this is the time. This is the season. This is the time. Thank you so much. Come on to do my part. Thank you so much. I thank you so much for speaking to me. I thank you so much for taking me deeper. I thank you so much, Lord, that I caught it tonight. I'm going to be that man and woman standing on the wall, activating the kingdom of God. And we'll give you all the praise and all the honor honor and all the glory. Come on, give him praise tonight. Give him praise tonight. In Jesus name, you're dismissed in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise his name. Praise his name. Glory to God.